Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. Hopefully you are somewhere warm enjoying a vacation before we get to the end of summer here. I know that we are both currently on vacation so that's yeah should uh, we let the cat out of the bag on that yeah we, we love you guys so nope. much yeah and we know there's people that love listening to these and you know i don't know if rely is too strong of a word to do some of your nfl prep work for the season by listening to these so we are taking vacations and i'm i'm probably in like yellowstone right now with no service so awesome. we are we are actually recording awesome. a little ahead of time. We're we're going out early. We're getting these out for you. So this is this is it. This is the last division. Sweet sweet AFC East. Oh yeah, save the best for last, right? <clears throat> the best of times. Uh, this one's tough, man. I actually uh, I expected you know we saved this one for last for a couple reasons. We wanted to get some better idea of the quarterback landscape because there were two teams we weren't really sure who were who you know what they what direction they were going to go in for quarterback and we've got those answers and we figured well let's put it at the end of the list here so that we can kind of formulate our opinions better when we have more information uh and i got bad news my opinion's still not really solid on what the hell happens in this dumpster fire of a division um I think we should start with the Jets. I think the Jets are the worst team. Uh, I think the Jets are the most likely to kind of get to midseason and do a rebuilding mode, um, fire the yeah. coach mode, uh, you know, start from scratch mode. Um, and even and what's weird is you look at the, uh, uh, you know, kind of the public sentiment, everybody seems to be relatively down on the Jets. Like, there was a time in the preseason where you thought, maybe that'd be a, a little, little frisky, a uh, little, little Jet-mentum here uh, as we get into uh, Sam Darnold's third year as the starter. Um, presumably a year where Sam Darnold does not get mononucleosis. Um, and, you know, they were seven, they won seven games last year somehow. Um, I really struggled with that. Yeah. I don't know what happened if I'd blocked that out of my mind. Yeah. yeah. They're, and and yeah, I felt, I guess I felt better when I saw that their Pythag was 5.6. Yeah, I did too. Like, yeah. So I, I remember the Cowboys game, but I forgot that they kind of, they played well. It was a really tough matchup for coaches who didn't realize that you can't run the ball against them. Yeah. And we, we saw some of that, like the, the Jets won despite themselves. Yes. So it was, yeah, a weird seven and nine team. I think, you know, Pythag agrees. I don't think they were that good if you just look at the, the record, if you look at last year's record. So even weirder, though. That surprises dude. shit out of me, honestly. It's not, it's, it, and if you look at the overall schedule, it's even weirder. Like they were one in seven with their only win against the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> at one point and then they finished the season uh six and two which is crazy because any other season um if we had a team with a young quarterback finding his groove winning six of his last eight games down the stretch right like doesn't that kind of become the hot team right doesn't yeah that we're, we're become... like oh man the momentum yeah, it's, ooh, it's it's gonna yeah, carry over ooh. and I mean, I was a Darnold guy. I liked him when he came in. Maybe I still do. Maybe I, I still 
I think I still do. I think he still has a good skill set. He played well down the stretch. But at the same time, just it's a team sport. The roster construction, the coaching, some of the players that have left, it's tough. It's tough for me to get behind this team. And the schedule sucks, Dick. Like, it's it's not a great schedule for a team – I don't know if you want like a team in flux, a team in still in a extended rebuild. I'm not sure where you even classify this team. It's super hard for me. I looked at some of the betting lines. I'm like, man, I I I need to figure out a lot about this team. I've talked about that up and down. <clears throat> excuse me, as we've gone through these previews, and said I know a lot about this team, but I got to find out about the pass rusher. I got to find out about the offensive line, and I'll pick one or two things. This team is like everything. Yeah, like, yes. I, I I can't bet on this team early. Maybe in some totals, if I feel like I have a good, you know, idea of the matchup. But just the the way the defense played so well against the run, but then lost some pieces, and then just. Where the offensive line is going to be, what we're going to see from the passing game, like everything's a freaking question mark. And I think there's a lot of that on some of these lower tier teams. Like, you know, it's hard to get a good grip on so many different pieces filling into a bad team. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I think that's fair to classify the Jets as the team with the most question marks and or just the most, yeah. just flat out holes. Like they have like, they have, there are just giant holes that were blown in this roster. Like, where is the talent on the offensive line? Where is the talent at wide receiver? Where is the talent in the defensive backfield? Like, that's crazy that there's, like, just these enormous gaps of talent on this team. Um, and, yeah, you have some money that's poorly allocated to the likes of, you know, Le'Veon Bell and some linebackers, I guess. Oh God, um, I hadn't even gotten to that yet. <laughs> but like, and, you know, and great to go. Quinn Williams, great, you know, solid young player to anchor your D line, especially from the past. I mean, from a um, a, um, a rush defensive standpoint. But like, where's your pass rush coming from? Like, okay, your defense. Uh, if you can't defend the pass with tight coverage, at least get a pass rush, right? Well, I I, I don't even really see that. Um, and somehow this defense with, you know, the only major part that changed defensively from last year was um, Jamal Adams sending him to uh, to Seattle for future uh, draft capital. Uh, which good, which good I like. I, yeah, I, I thought trade. they made out nice uh, as far as the draft capital. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, they have the most expensive running back room in the league. Yeah. I don't think anybody's excited <laughs> about that. This looks like my 2016, 20, or I, I don't know. It, it looks like my fantasy football team from a few years ago. It's like, Not uh, you know, Bell, Flacco, Gore hanging out in this team. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I mean, you know, the, so this the offense was 31st in the NFL last year. You know, bottom five, clearly, no matter what metric you look at, they were a bottom five offense last year. Um, yeah, what one that stuck given. out was the worst average yards to go on third down. Yeah, oh, it's, yes. How do you win seven games while you're doing that? That's, that's, that's why question. last year was such an, an, an enigma. And a, yeah, and a, a massive indictment of uh, Adam Gase, the head coach play caller uh, and yes. offensive genius, uh, self-anointed. Um, weird, weird, uh, weird, uh, Smelling salt sniffer, Adam Gase. Um, 
I'm I'm okay with the smelling salts. I think yeah, that's a power move. Salts, but yeah. he's um, he's a lunatic though. Yeah, the lunatic. But you know, they had the 31st best. You know, they had a bottom five offense last year. They had a top ten defense. Somehow, the personnel and defense hasn't changed that much. Are we not giving some of these players credit because they're just not known names? Like, is this like uh, the sum of the parts is greater than the you know than the individuals themselves just because they're not known players? Because I remember coming into last season, we were like, "Hey, things could work out for the Jets this year if the offense kind of comes together." I mean, you know, second year Sam Darnold, you got some frisky pat, you know, frisky receivers, young guys, Robbie Anderson, and. Uh, you know, Jameson Crowder. Like, you know, it's, like it's, uh, it's a nice, uh, nice little uh, kind of uh, quiet, uh, quiet, you know, high potential offense. But this defense kind of stinks, and it's coordinated by Greg Williams. Uh, you know, and it kind of wrote them off on that on that uh, basis. But it ended up being the exact opposite, where the offense never got their feet off the ground, um, and the defense was quietly pretty good. Um, but I, I would. You know, I would say, looking at their schedule, they played um, a lot of bad quarterbacks. Um, so I think realistically, this is a bottom five team in the NFL heading into this season. Bottom five roster, at least in, in terms of, you know, they don't have cluster injuries, but they have kind of cluster holes in terms of talent uh, in some bad places. You don't want a, a weak offensive line with, uh, you know, where you're starting, th- what, four? Is it one rookie and four new starters? That is a that's, amazing that stuck out in game continuity. That stuck out like wow. a sore thumb. Wow. Four, uh, yeah, four new pieces on the offensive line, one yikes. being a rookie. And Becton is a highly touted, high, high-end draft pick, but he played at Louisville. And an NFL offense is a lot different from well, – I mean, just go back. Think about the kind of offense you saw Lamar playing years ago when Great people point. actually still watched Louisville games. You know, it, it's 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 quite different. So it's it's going to be, it's going to be a transition. I believe he can do it. Like he's he's a he's a mountain. He's a great player, but uh, stepping in right away, it's not going to be some seamless transition. And then you know, Fance, good McGovern, Van Roten, Rotten. I don't know how to say that, but uh, it's they went out and I get made the attempt to improve the line, but it might be rough to start when you have this little continuity on the offensive line. I mean, you got and on your even the, the whole passing game. The whole passing game, yeah. I mean, you get rookie you wide receiver, pretty much new two yeah. new receivers. Yes, four yes. new linemen and Darnold, who's still kind of trying to get his feet going here. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, everything is going to be trial by fire with this crew, and um, I can't imagine it going well, especially early in the season, but um, we've seen crazier things, I guess. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, I'm ready to completely write off in terms of his impact at the professional level. Um, I still like Jameson Crowder. He's a nice slot receiver, so you at least have uh, a slot receiver that can bail you out. Maybe that helps make you some of your third downs a little shorter if you're getting uh, you know, five, four, five yards out of Jameson Crowder on second and ten, you know. Uh, Chris Herndon is a decent bailout tight end, although I don't know that he's going to change games for you. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, you know, with the with a quick passing approach, um, this could be a functional offense, but it's certainly not the type of offense that is going to win you games. Which means you're going to rely pretty heavily on this defense to keep you in games. And I don't know, man, I just don't see it. The pass rush is weak. The pass defense is not great. You, um, 
you know, you shipped off your best player uh, for the future. Uh, all that is kind of signs of uh, they know they're not going to compete for much this year. Um, they're going to have to do a very careful evaluation of Sam Darnold this year. He's a young player, um, third year in this system. Um, he, you know, I would think uh, – I guess this is only his second year in the system. Gase was, in, was a new hire last year, right? Yeah. And that's where I kind of wanted to go with this because, I mean, we can sit and shit on him all day. Like, it, the only good thing yeah, you could say, good defense, really good rush defense, a lot of new pieces, you know, no continuity. Quarterback, we still don't know what we got yet. Receiving course, question mark. You've got a running back who has become a meme. Your backup running back is like a meme for when something's old. Like, oh, here's a dinosaur egg that they found, a CNN tweet, and someone's like, man, Frank Gore must have seen that dinosaur egg or something. <laughs> you know, just, like he's, he's become a meme. He's become he's in the league so long. And then Le'Veon Bell's a joke in his own right, just based on what he decided to do with his holdout and how he's played since then. So, I mean, we can sit and poop on him all day, sure. but I want you to try to, I guess, make a case for is this a team that is going to be so tough, have such a tough time early on in the season with the lack of continuity, with all the new pieces, with not knowing what we're getting from some of the pieces in the defensive secondary, that maybe once they start to get it together, they'll have such a bad reputation of, you know, the, the yeah, market, market will be so, be so down on them. them. Yeah partway through the season that they can actually be a bet on team as a big dog late in the year. And there are some games that are going to be late in the year where they're going at Seattle, at the Rams, at new England, hosting Cleveland after their week 11 by there's, you know, the, there's a bunch of games that I don't know if they'll be favored in any of those. Maybe Miami, uh, Miami is Miami's at home. So that there's that, I guess. Maybe if they've played poorly enough. They, they do get the Miami sandwich. I forgot about that. Still such a weird deal. Weird, weird. So I don't know. Back, back to my original question. Like, could you see this team getting it together enough to back them late in the season as a, a frisky dog? Or is it just too much this year? Yeah. Uh, I'm leaning too much this year. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, that, 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 I tried that, to paint a nice picture. They're going to be – I mean, there you too. know. A, fr a frisky dog, yeah, it's just they, they don't really have the right recipe for <laughs> competing with these teams, you know? I guess, you know, they're going to be a frisky dog against the Seahawks, right? That line's going to be That's like 10. That's a good call. Right? That'll be like 10. And, you know, the Seahawks will do some stupid stuff like try to establish the rush against a solid front. Uh, not be able to do it. The Jets might get a lead in that one, and who knows? Maybe they hold on, right? Um, oh yeah, I'm minimum, not saying frisky yeah, dog. At a minimum, like they're going to stay games. inside ten. Yeah, at a minimum, they're yeah, going to yeah, stay yeah. inside ten, right? Um, right now, the look ahead for that spot is eight. Uh, right now, the look ahead for the Rams is six and a half. The look ahead for the Patriots at the end of the season is seven and a half. So yeah, you're going to get some big numbers. Um, Thirteen point dogs to the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to pick their number against these guys, though. Um, the, yeah, the, the right, you know, the recipe for them doing well is some team making a terrible decision to try to run them. <laughs> yeah. A team, a team just keeps running and running. Yeah. And the, the receivers have found a rhythm with Darnold and they're not, you know, they're not a terrible, terrible defense or offense anymore. 
Yeah, I guess are we sleeping on Darnold a little still? Like he's like right now. I guess we we did this exercise with uh, Plus EV Analytics. Matt is a uh, great friend of the pod. Put out uh, the best NFL season win total article you'll read this whole cycle. Um, and I kind of felt bad what I where I put Darnold. Like I have him, I think thirtieth among starting quarterbacks. Um, not quite thirtieth. I had him in the Nick Foles, Terod Taylor classification ahead of Gardner Minshew and Dwayne Haskins. Um, is that fair? Should he be closer to Baker Mayfield? Is he better than Baker Mayfield? Do we know anything about this guy yet? Just because we've only seen uh, a season, you know, uh, his rookie season where he was, you know, way too young and had way few, too few, um, you know, weapons to really do anything with. And then followed by, you know, the Adam Gase year last year, which was confusing. Um, and mononucleosis sidelined him for a huge portion of the beginning of that season. Like, I think as a, as a starter, his record was pretty decent last year because, you know, because some of those, so many of those games came late. He was That's, seven and yeah. six, seven and six starter last year. So he, is he better? Then? I mean, I don't want to assign QB wins as any kind of a meaningful metric. Like, that's insane. Um, but, you know, he didn't, like, pee down his leg, <laughs> right? I that's know. probably where I'm at, where I just don't know yet. That's why I said that, you know, when I was talking earlier about it, it's just such a such an unknown from so many different ways. And obviously a quarterback's a huge part of that. So if you don't know how you feel about your quarterback, it's hard to make probably any sort of, you know, reasonable, reasonable guess at what this team's going to be like, especially early in the season. Yeah. His EPA per play last year was in the Mitch Trubisky, Andy Dalton category. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's not great. Um, not mm. not great, Bob. Yeah. Better I'm, than Kyle Allen. <laughs> I'm, and I'm I'm yeah, I'm still of the opinion that he can be a good quarterback. I liked him in college, I liked him coming out. I think he can get there. And again, I guess I don't know if it's this year, just based on the coaching. I think maybe that's a sticking point for me. I'm good point. not I'm not super sold on the coaching. Yeah. Is this Adam Gase's last year in, in uh Gang Green? I would assume so. This is his last head coaching stop ever? Uh, I don't know. The NFL sure loves their nepotism. Mm. Like, oh, man, maybe Gase has got it again. If we can, re- if we can retread a tire, we're going to do it, God damn it. Yeah. Um, okay. What did you think of their draft overall? So it's, it's another one of those so many needs. Yeah. Where, yeah, you, you got your lineman, which is nice. Uh, similar to Cleveland, which we've talked about. Like not a lot of linemen taken in the top ten. So after Cleveland got their guy, I don't think they thought Beckton would be there. Beckton, I, w- I certainly didn't. Beckton was like co-favorite to, with Wirfs and was it Wirfs and Wills? Wirfs, Wills. Think, yeah, the, it was kind of yeah, like Thomas, a three-way, yeah, four-way, three-way four-headed for the, monster. Really, actually, Thomas was like, the lowest of those four by yeah, far. He, he ended, ended up, up going, going first. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. So, I mean, that was a need. Obviously, they they also got Fant and free agency for a good chunk and a couple other a guard in the center, so they knew they had to retool the offensive line. And with Becton there, that was a 
that was probably a no-brainer. But, I mean, within the first three rounds, they also got a wide out, a safety, a D-end. Those were all needs there. So, I mean, they drafted for needs. It's tough to say how good some of these players will be. I don't watch a lot of Cal games. No, I don't know how Ashton Davis is. I've, I've seen Mims play. Like, he's a fine receiver, but – Cal had a good D. It, yeah, it's tough to – Tough to really yes. judge how re- receivers, I think, are super wonky when it come when they come into the league. Sure, but yeah, sure. I, I I almost refuse to start picking which ones I like because that usually goes, it usually goes tits up in a hurry. Yeah, right. And the ones I've heard positive buzz for this off season, I literally had to look up who they were. Like it's been it's been so unpredictable. It was a, and it was a huge class. Like there were so many good. There were so many good. Uh, players coming out mm-hmm. i mean even just in that first round there was a ton mm-hmm. that was a fun yeah. prop bet how many yeah. receivers would come out and yeah well into the second and third there was still quality receivers being taken uh, yeah this is where i'm at i know so little about this jets team yeah. and i think that's just as that's just important as important to know as like i have a great feeling i have a great read on this team I'm going to attack this team early before the market adjusts. I'm going to make yeah. my money because maybe four weeks from now, the market's adjusted. They're where I'm at. I was proven right, but I, I was able to cash on them two or three times. This is, you know, the exact opposite, it's good to know too. I don't know where the hell this team should be in the market. I have a rough guess, but it's fuzzy enough where I probably won't be getting involved with the Jets too often. I know the offense you know, while I tried to make a rosy case for it coming together, I just don't see it happening with Gaze. I guess if I'm a Jets fan, if I'm hoping for the best long-term success for this franchise, I hope they start out like 0-8. Gase is fired sooner than later. Oh, they can, can get a get better Greg, look at Greg Williams in there. Oh, uh, my God. He can, <sighs> if he's even available for the job, if he hasn't oh, taken I'm one just, of a dozen other head coaching he, jobs you know, off, he's, he's offered. You know? also interviewing for, like, the yeah. king of England. Yeah. <laughs> a, but, and you know what? Hot, we poop, hot, we poop hot, on hot him. Item. Yeah. He's done great with this defense. Like, you you got to give it – he's he's making do for, for what they had for pieces. Like, he's a piece of shit. Mm. And he doesn't understand where a safety should go, but the rest of it, uh, you got to give him some credit because it's not like they had a ton of pieces, and he turned it into a pretty good defense. Like he'll get jobs for years to come, for <laughs> years to, to come. Much to my chagrin, but I mean, I do give him hat tip for that. He he made do with what he had and turned it into a pretty good defense. I got some weird weird stats, like the the whole regression thing. The Jets benefited from 45 drop passes against them, highest in the league. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, so it could have oh, gone. But then they also, they were 31st in fumble luck oh. and 30th in field goal luck. So hmm. they had both ends of the spectrum on just weird random variance things. Those will probably all come to the middle now. Hmm. Okay. Well, kind of resetting here on Darnold. Um his most memorable moment of the last season, besides the mono and besides being memed uh, with the, like oh, the, pointing that. at the <laughs> point, pointing with the, uh, the the banner of you know, you know what he was out with. I week. don't even remember what um, the original one said. 
I don't either. But no I, one does. It's been scholars believe it's been lost to the ages. It probably has. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, but no, the big memorable moment of his whole season was a uh, primetime game Monday Night Football against the New England Patriots, where he was seeing ghosts <laughs> and admitted it oh, after God. the fact. Yeah, that was. They good. got shut out thirty-three-zero in that game. Um, he had seeing ghosts. He had one game after that through the end of the season where I gave, where I graded him above a C basically, basically above league average from the quarterback position. And it was against the Oakland Raiders week 12. Uh, he played well. Um, every other grade I had for him was average or worse. So he has a big, he needs to take a big step forward for this team to compete because they're going to be down a lot because the defense is lacking talent and going up against, uh, you know, I, I guess I'm willing to suspend my judgment of their pass of their offensive line to a degree because I mean they got they have established vets aside from Beckton, right? Like these guys aren't just trash, you know. They they gave them legit money, um, you know. They invested in their weaknesses, I guess. I don't find Perryman to be a very game breaking wide receiver. I know he. I think he benefited a lot from the system in Tampa Bay and playing, you know, playing behind Evans and Godwin, you can't cover everyone, you know? Um, I don't know if his true talent warranted what they paid him, but that's fine. Um, and I guess, I, you know, the, they're going to be behind in a lot of these games. The question is, can they, they are going to be able to stop the run teams are going to be able, not going to be able to put away leads against them, but yeah, they'll can, have opportunities can Darnold to, get to come back. Game. Right. And whether or not Darnold comes back or not to me is a coin flip, at least what we've seen from him to date suggests unlikely. Um, but, uh, but maybe, um, maybe he takes a step forward. And I think you're right. Long-term, the quicker they move off of Gase, the better Gase's, overall system last year what he was you know his his kind of his fingerprints in terms of how he ran his offense was not great uh i didn't think they really had any kind of a forward vision um they didn't embrace any of the things that you like to see in terms of an offense on the come up um and i think it would be completely fair to move on and uh bring in someone uh that can potentially salvage this pick because they gave up assets to move up to take darnold this is the future of the franchise right here. This was an active decision. We want this guy to be our guy. Um, and if Gase is not going to develop him into that player, you need somebody else in there to do it year four so that you can decide on what you're going to do with uh, extending him into the fifth year of his contract. This is a pretty important year, uh, not as important as next year, I would say, in his development, given his age and um, you know his contract status. Um, but uh, I agree with you that moving on from Gase is not crazy. Uh, and I guess overall I give the front office a, a B plus with what they did in the off season. Um, and, you know, especially given that the defense, you know, they effectively kept this unit together short of Jamal yeah. Adams. Um, I think it's easy to give a good grade sometimes for somebody with that many holes. Sure, like, that's oh, true. Oh, man, you filled a bunch of holes because you had a million. But at the same time, I don't think it's completely that. Like, I think they did a good job using the draft capital they had and picking up some free agents. Like, they were active enough to say, hey, we're not just pissing away another year. Right. Try to be a little better. But, yeah, and then the, I mean, the schedule sucks, though. KC, San yeah. Fran, Buffalo. Not good. Not twice. Not good. Uh, New England. I mean, and even their bye gets neutered. Yeah. By Miami also being on their bias, so they they 
get the bye facing a team off the bye, yeah. which is which sucks. Um, they get a team off a of back to back, but it's a team that chose to be off a of back to back on a, a double East Coast trip where Las Vegas will stay over. They uh, they do the same thing. They're going to stay on the West Coast. It looks like, but it's mm-hmm. Seattle and the Rams. Yeah, could be easier for two road games and then Cleveland at New England to close the year out. It could be a long year for Gang Green. I'm not hopeful. Season win total seems pretty fair. There's a few spots here where they can probably get it done. <coughs> uh, the Arizona spot sticks out even though I like Arizona. It's just Arizona they're going to be coming off extra rest and Arizona's on a back-to-back road game. Yeah. Where they're they're coming off a different uh God, I got to get my NFC one up to see exactly where they're coming from, but it's that's the, a nice plug. It's the Carolina, it's the Carolina Jets road trip they requested, so it's, yep, it's yep, probably yep. it's probably not great. Yeah, <laughs> um, like that's that's one you might have to have. You you might have to be to get to your win total. You almost got to have that Miami at least once, probably twice, maybe mm-hmm. Denver at home. Like these yeah. are these are asks. It's this really tough. Under. It's really tough for me to tell you this is a six and six and a half win team. Yeah, this is this is probably God. I might just bet the under. The more I look at this, I'm not finding five. Yeah, it's really it's really quite tough. Um, and honestly, you know their their West Coast swing where they requested back to back roadies Seattle LA. Um, that's not cool. Like <laughs> end of the season, fourteen uh, fifteen like. You're out of the playoff mix. Uh, you're you you know send you guys spend a week in L.A. partying like that's. <laughs> I mean maybe there won't be partying in L.A. that time of year this year. Who knows? But um, yeah, typically uh, you know a week in L.A. is not a great thing. But that's that's fine. Um, the oh yeah, and the Rams get ten days to prep for you because the Rams are playing on Thursday night football. So yeah, cool. um, yeah, the overall. Uh, yeah, the overall spirit I guess I have for these guys is uh, relative. You know, is is it's cautiously not pessimistic. Um, but yeah, you're right. They're going to be big. They're going to be a big dog in some of these spots, and it's going to be interesting just to to back them uh, with massive points against teams that are relying too heavily on their rushing attack. Um, I'm looking at you, Chargers. I'm looking at you, Seahawks. I'm looking at you, Buffalo. Buffalo week one plus six. Is that is that too high? Are there really six points between the Bills and the Jets? I mean, at Buffalo, I don't know how much they're waiting for home field, but I'm going to be doing a 16 team away team teaser week one, so <laughs> I'll be on the Jets. Just do round robin season, man. Boom, 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 oh, boom. round round. Yeah. Would you like to make these 1,640 bets? <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. Yeah, dollar Give me by the, it, Yeah, just by the sixes, sevens, eights, nines, and tens. Yeah, thank you. Oof, yeah. No, no thanks. But, yeah, so to close on the Jets, they stink. Hopefully, Gase is done, and we're, we can be moving on from this. That sounds good. Okay. Well, let's move on ourselves to South Florida. And the Miami Dolphins, a team that I feel very differently about. If I was cautiously pessimistic about the Jets, I am cautiously optimistic about the Finns. Are you in the same boat? Yeah, it's it's tough to get too excited again because so many new pieces moving into this. But at the same time, it was it's it just I don't 
feel like destiny is a thing or I don't believe in the supernatural and all that, but man, what a, what a storyline. Like, Oh, they're tanking. There was every week. It'd be like, who did Miami trade or cut this week? And they just kept losing players and like, Oh, this is going to be the worst team in the history of the world. The Dallas line got jacked up over 21 point dogs. Yeah. It was, (laughs) you know, every week we're laughing like, when will they be 30 point dogs? Yeah. And then they end up winning five games and, my f- kind of thought process, they, they bottled it. And then they still get Tua. <laughs> like, yeah, you got they get Tua the anyway. anyway. Thanks yeah. to Joe Brady and Burrow lighting the world on fire. The other teams ahead of them not needing quarterbacks. And a little bit of a hip injury, which truthfully is turning out to not be that bad. I, I guess he's in pretty decent shape at this point. So I think this is a team on the rise but I think they're smart enough to know just based off everything they did last year and how they're setting things up. They know they're not going to be a good team this year. Like yeah. they, they know what they are. They know how many new pieces they're coming in. They're only favored in like two or three games. And, and they straight up just skipped wide receiver in the draft, even though it was a need because again, they had a hundred million other needs, but not only Tua, but in the first 70 picks, they get an offensive tackle. They get their cornerback. They get a guard. They get a TT. They Boy. get a safety. Like Oof. I mean, every one of those needs. And then not only did they make, what, f- 1,000 picks this year, but next year they get Houston's first rounder plus mm. their own. They the got Larry Houston's Tunsil. second rounder plus the their Tunsil own. Trade. Oh. They got a third rounder their own. So they have five top th- top three round picks again next year, as well as three more in the sixth and seventh. They have 10 draft picks again next year after adding a bunch of people, not only through the draft, obviously, but free agency as well. Yeah. yeah it's such a, it's such a mishmash. I like it. Like Shaq Lawson, uh, Van Noy, they added one more to the D line. I can't think of, I'll look it up here quick. Emmanuel but, I mean, Ogba. I, Agba, yeah, there you go. They they added so many pieces, but at the same time, yeah, bona fide players. You you have to be you know, wary of that little continuity, that bad of a team. You know, they were a pretty bad team last year. Like I said, they won five games. That was above their Pythag. So, I'm not running to back Miami early in the season, but I'm. You know, kind of handicapping aside, I'm excited for their long-term prospects here. I think oh, they're yeah. they're building a roster properly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're trying. <laughs> they're trying. We'll see. I mean, it's been a really long time since you can point to a team that went heavy duty into the free agency and just swung away and immediately captured you know some benefit of that. Does that make sense? Like it's yeah. it. This is not. It's not tried and true that if you just go out and get the the top free agent at every position that that are, that works out for you because you could be overpaying some of these guys. Um, or that could impact your ability to say retain some of the you know young talent that you got if it turns out they're good. Um, but I like the guys they got. I like I like Kyle Van Noy. He's a very very solid player. He's a you know and of course he fits perfectly in a uh, uh, in a system with um, Brian Flores who coached him at you know at the Patriots. Um, I like Byron. 
Byron Jones a lot. Byron Jones is an absolute top tier cornerback. Oh yeah, opinion. I didn't even yeah, I hadn't even um, got to him. What a and like, yeah, he was a stud last year. Absolutely a stud. And you put him next and to a guy Howard. who I have a ton of I have a ton of respect for for Xavier Howard. He didn't play a lot last year, but he is a good young player as well. So you've got a really nice nucleus now of solid. NFL players on your defense combined with an injection of youth uh, from the amazing amount of draft capital that you had to spend. Um, And, you know, it's, it's, it's not, um, there are absolutely kind of diamonds in the rough all over this roster. Um, Both your wide receivers are pretty damn decent. (laughs) Uh, You have a very solid uh, tight end, in my opinion, in Gusecki. Um, Actually, all three of your wide receivers are good. I like Williams, Wilson, and Parker a lot. Uh, I forgot Wilson was their slot guy. Um, and, you know, if there's any, you know, I, do, I, I, I really don't like Jordan Howard. He is not my guy. Like, I'm, I don't know why they, they brought him in. I think yeah. that was, uh, I'm Jordan that Howard was a whiff. Um, I'm Jordan Howard minus, personally. Um, it just, it just doesn't have the game-breaking in, for me. And, but they got Matt Breida. They traded for Matt Breida. Um, Breida, 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 right? Cheetah. I'm not. I'm yeah, not. No, the, I'm not making that up, right? They, didn't they trade their no, fifth for Matt Breida? Yeah, I like Breida a lot. Hopefully, they get. That Breida gets a lot of. Uh, hopefully, Breida takes over that job and gets the reps because he's. I, uh, I got something kicking around here, and I feel like I'm going to fuck it up. Yeah. Um. It's like an all-star team. Sure. Except not an all-star team, you know, but not in, not in the fact that like this team is a team of all-stars, but it's like that there's so many new pieces that have to mesh. Like, and I don't think it's fair to gush about a team like this when we shit on the Panthers for a lot of the similar things. Granted that, you know, the, you're not getting the entire coaching staff turning over like that. Although it is a new offensive coordinator and it's not like Florida's been around forever. But at the same time, like everything is changing in in Carolina, and it, like you know, the comparison I made to an All Star team is you have so many new pieces, people that didn't play together last year, all coming together, and it could be rough to start. Yeah. Like, even though I think you know we said the same thing about the Jets, I like these pieces better. I think they have a better um, group of players as a whole. I like the offensive line better. I like the receivers better. I really like the cornerbacks better. And I think the the front four can be pretty tough as well. So they have better pieces, but at the same time, I'm not I'm not excited about this team to start the season at all. Like this is I, I they have to, you know, they'll have to show it to me first. Yeah, I that is a very fair way to couch that. It seems foolish to get too over your skis about all of these new pieces and working on the fly in this season, for sure. I agree. hundred percent agree with that. Um, and I, for sure, uh, I worry a little bit with all of these, you know, this in the, in the exact same breath, there's a lot of, a lot of rookie talent. I mean, a lot of new, new pieces on your offensive line here. Um, I don't like either of their two tackles. I wouldn't be surprised at all. If eventually you start to see Austin Jackson get run, uh, as one of the starting tackles. Um, and, uh, we're expecting Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be QB one uh, come opening kick. And obviously that is a total wild card. What phase of his cycle he's in? <laughs> is he yeah. in the, is he in the waxing or waning phase of the Ryan Fitzpatrick cycle? Um, Probably the right move too. 
Well, <laughs> oh, two yeah, is, for sure. you know, he's still coming off. Of oh, three. going to get against the Patriots pass defense. Absolutely. Patriots and Buffalo yeah, pass defense. Let's that. not, let's not, let's not put the two up against those guys. That's fine with me. No, I a hundred percent agree with you. Um, I think the right injection slot for Tua is week six uh, after after you've gotten by um, your two toughest pass defenses and your most difficult pass rush. What do you think of that? You want to go? Uh, I'd wait till seven. Oh, uh, every okay. every week you go, it's another bad pass rush. So I was going to say you got you still got two nasty pass rushers in Denver, mm. but then you've got nasty pass rushers for. The Chargers, uh, Chargers the Rams have pressure up the yeah. middle. You wait till yeah, week maybe, nine? Yeah, no, no, throw him out there. Well, okay. I guess it, it's going to be a see if he's ready. Yeah, I mean, it's he's coming off an injury too. Tua is hip injury last year, not even a year old, uh, you know, recovering from this. Um, I don't know that I totally want to see him out. Like, I'm not dying to see him out there, right? Like, yeah, he's the future of your franchise. You'd like to get the oh, Yeah, it'd be awful to see the, the injury get – um, Re-aggravated, right? Yeah, you. Re- I don't think you really, really want to risk that. So if you end up starting Fitzpatrick for the majority of the season, that's fine. And you know, who the hell knows? Maybe you get good Fitzpatrick for a handful of games, and you kind of because um, if you know, because if you can surprise some of these teams in the first half of your schedule, things get pretty decent towards the end. You got three home games down the stretch there. Granted, you got to play the Chiefs and the the Patriots in that stretch, um, but you know, you got. You know, winnable games against the likes of the Cardinals, Jets, Bengals, Raiders, right? Like if if if, uh, if you're um, you know if you're clicking as an offense at that point, uh, you're going to put pressure on some of those teams that aren't going to be able to go score for score with you. Um, and you know the defense could be top. I think that I think I think reasonable expectation is this is going to be a top half of the league defense. Uh, and if the pieces you've found and Brian Flores is as good a coach as we think uh, they could be top 10. Is that crazy to you? It's not lunatic crazy, but yeah, that's, that's the tippy top ceiling. Okay. Um, And I guess, is there anything worth bringing up about Brian Flores and kind of his sort of ability to bring a group of young men in this day and age together with what he's said and how he's um, kind of handled the social moment we're in so far this year. I feel like of all of the coaches, he's done the best job. And, you know, he's one of a handful of African-American coaches in the NFL. Um, And, you know, to that degree, I think him getting these guys together and getting them to play hard for him is a very real likelihood. And I I love the guy. I'll run through a wall for him. Uh, And and you know, he's not even my coach. Yeah. Right. Right. Sure. He's got rings, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I like I liked Flores as kind of a long shot for coach of the year, um, just because the AFC East is is crap. Um, we're gonna get to the top of the AFC East later, and there are massive, massive questions that would make me take. I've taken I've taken a look at this number. I think more times than any other number, just because I've been curious if it was ever going to move. And that is dolphins to win the AFC East. It's still about 10 to one. Um, I think that's probably a plus EV play, just given that, that I don't think you have the same top heavy situation here that you do have in a lot of other divisions. Um, is this the, are the dolphins the team that goes from fourth to first this year? 
they're the high, most highest highest likelihood, or have the have the Lions kind of been canonized as that team? Oh, yeah. It's I mean, it's the Lions have been just based on how the rest of that division, like that. That's the Lions. Title they're getting mushed to oblivion, though. I know. I was joking with someone talking baseball about how even even a baseball preview we did back with uh, our friend Ad. Uh, yeah, it's Adam. Yeah. Too many Adams in the space. Back in back in like April, we did a baseball preview. Remember? It was great, man. I called uh, A's Dodgers. I'm feeling pretty good about my call. It was yeah. It was. Uh, I should go back and listen. That's hilarious. We did a baseball preview when the season started like six weeks ago. If yeah. That. Um and you know he loved the Reds. Everyone I know loved the Reds. The Reds are off to like a terrible start. I feel like – so is that the Cowboys or the Lions this year? Mm, that or are both. Just universally <laughs> loved or both. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, is Dolphins 10-1? to 1? Um, So, basically, you're telling me there's a 9% chance they win the AFC East. Um, number one, is it crazy that eight wins can win this division? No, I don't think that's not. Is it crazy that the Dolphins can get to eight wins? Let's look at the sketch. Right now, they're expected to be about a six-win team. Yeah, I mean, you got to get some things done. You got to hope. I mean, you almost got to surprise right away and take take New England by storm while they're still figuring out the new quarterback. You got to win at Jacksonville. You got to split with Buffalo. You got to sweep the Jets. You probably need either the Denver or the Rams game. You got to take care of business with Cincy. Is that my seven there? Yeah. And pro- probably Las Vegas. Yeah. That's your Las eight. Vegas, yeah. which is a tough one. So not crazy. It, it could be done. Eight can be done. And in that situation, you literally need some tiebreakers and you need some, some, uh, to the, you need the Patriots to be tanking for, uh, uh, tanking for fields. <laughs> I don't yeah. think they want to. You know, we, we um, talk about the distribution of results. This is a wide one for me. Yeah. Like th- this goes from like two to eight, two to nine. Tanking for Trevor, um, yeah. No, it's uh, the the you need you need Josh Allen to take the massive step back that I think we all see coming, and you need to at least. Although, is it really a step back? I think you just need him to not take the step forward that everyone is counting on, uh, that we s- think is not going to happen, and you need uh, and you need the Patriots to uh, uh, to really stumble and decide to pack it in, right? Like if something like if they're Oh and five, oh and six, or something like that, because their defense is just in shambles after all the opt outs. Do they go with Stidham and just mail in the season? And in, in that case, um, you know, I think that does open the door wide open for you, Miami Dolphins, to get in eight, eight or nine wins. You get in as the AFC East title winner. Um, crazier things have happened. I'll never forget in 2008, the year after the Patriots went 16 and 0 in the regular season, Tom Brady. Tears his ACL first play of the or first game of the season against the Chiefs. It was darn near the first play. It was early. It was early, and uh, the Miami Dolphins, who employed the Wildcat with Cadillac Brown, and no, it was a was it was the guy. It was yeah, it was that was Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie Brown. Brown, Brown and excuse me, yeah, is is Cadillac yeah, Williams. Brown. Cadillac Williams was the other guy. Um, but yeah, the Ronnie Brown uh, and the that was uh, and, the, that was the their Wildcat. celebrity couple name, Cadillac Brown. Cadillac Brown, that's right. Um, that was but, such a trippy yeah. game. Like, a, what is happening? And uh, the Dolphins went on to win the uh, AFC East that division. I think that's the only non Like the only 11-5 team to not make the 
like playoffs. Well, that was the Patriots, but I think that was the only non-Patriots AFC East going back to like the Carter administration or something. Yeah, that was that was something because it was. <laughs> I'm being tongue in cheek. It wasn't the Carter. Well, no, yeah, it no, was definitely was... the '90s, right? Or 2002. Yeah, who was... Well, the the Jets had those years where they where they were good. I think the Patriots in always the won the East, though. Th- the Jets got in as wild cards. I'm well, that was that was like their second. That was their second, the second coming of the Jets. But early in the 2000s, the Jets got it done a couple times, and then. I don't think so, man. 2003 to 2019, there is one year that the Patriots yeah, did not win yeah, the Yeah, but who AFCs. won it in 2002? Uh, I think it was the Bills. No, it had to be the Jets. You're probably right. It was probably yeah. the Jets. That's what I'm saying. Like Right when I was in graduating high school, the Jets had were good, and then it wasn't until those weird Rex Ryan years and weird and Rex Ryan to go together like peas and carrots. <laughs> Uh, it was the New York Jets and that were nine and seven, but Rex Ryan was not the coach. Well, no, that would have been Herm Edwards. That would have been Herm Edwards. Yes, you play to win the game. You Herm to Edwards the game. and the Jets win two thousand and two. That's well, right. that had to be like that had to be who's the kid from Marshall? They were actually, you know, what's crazy. Uh, Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington. That had, I think it was yeah. Chad, that uh, that year. There were the AFC East. I'm going to screenshot you this. Um, Jets were nine and seven. This Patriots were nine and seven. Pick. Dolphins were nine and seven, and the Bills were eight and eight. <laughs> that is an absolutely random year, 2002 AFC East. Um, but yeah, the you know the Dolphins and the, I mean the Patriots have dominated this division for so many years, counting that it's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, and, um, I don't know, I think, uh, think there just may be some potential to bet against the Patriots this year, but I don't know. Did. We'll see. Um, you did screenshot it to me. If I'm going to take anything, what I'm going to take year. the Dolphins at 10 to one, probably to win the AFC East, just on a, just on a, just on a lark. Crazier things have happened. It's a pandemic. Who knows? Um, so. Yeah, I don't know what what else do you have in the Dolphins? Um, like, I'm 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 excited for 2021. It, whether they draft wide receiver, they add a wide receiver. I guess they, you add, know they they need to add one more receiver for depth. They need to add a couple more pieces on defense, and then depending on the offensive line works out, maybe some depth there. I like and, it. I know, it could be a good if two turns out. I mean, this could be a quick ass turnaround from a team that was a 22 point dog early in the season. Yeah. Who lost to who lost to Baltimore by a thousand points. Yeah. And two, two years later, we're talking about a, you know, a team that's vying for one of the best teams in the AFC. It, yeah. it so much is predicated on these, these yeah. high end, uh, you know, these high end draft pick quarterbacks going well or not. That wasn't even the worst loss to the Ravens, by the way. Yeah. Losing by 49 at home was not the worst loss to the Ravens, it turned out. Um, okay, so and it, I, that was their worst game, though, I think. Um, it was something to watch. We were in Vegas for that. Really bad too. Yeah, I mean, it, it was Every just like – Every time I was, looked up, Yeah, it was just zone. like uh, – yeah, right. It was like uh, Keystone Cops nonsense uh, with the secondary just running into each other and wide guys riding wide open downfield. Um I guess I, I guess last reflection on the Dolphins, and and we'll kind of zero in on on Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitz Magic, if you will, uh, as he's been known to uh, to be referred to in the past. Um, him what a being, god! Him being quasi decent last year 
is kind of tough to tough to digest. It's kind of tough to swallow. Do you have uh, a memory of some of those games that he had down the stretch, notably like the Eagles game where he was just p- making passes like just out of his ass, like just unbelievably dro- dropping dimes. Uh, it was it was wild to watch. Um, they should have beat. I think they should have they should have beat the Jets the following week. They lost twenty two twenty one. Did they kick seven field goals in that game? Is that right? That is such a, it was such a weird season last Sounds year. About right. Such a weird season last year. Um, but Ryan Fitzpatrick overall, uh, like he acquitted himself as the number 10 quarterback in EPA last year. He was a top 10 quarterback in EPA. He beat the likes of Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. He had higher EPA than Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff. Like how? How? <laughs> what in the hell like is it was it was it flat out opportunity that fueled this because they were down in so many games because their defense was so full of just absolute below replacement level players that gave them the opportunity to just chuck and in some games the chucking worked like what is your I th- yeah on? i think it was it's chucking variance Chucking variants. Okay. He was like he was like a lucky Jameis Winston. He played a similar style sometimes where he liked to, you know, he liked to go with a, a lot of his A dot had to be through the roof. You know, he yes. wasn't he wasn't he's not he's not check down magic. He's Fitz magic. <laughs> Remember when he when he came to the podium in those sunglasses and that jacket that time? I do. I guess that's when I fell in love. But yeah, I, I think some of it had to be. Connor, just, looked like Conor McGregor. Yeah. Yeah, it's variants. I, I mean, he's still a, he's a smart guy. I don't know if you, they sometimes. I think they've mentioned it probably on a broadcast. He went to an Ivy League school. Yes, he did. It's very true. His, I don't know. He probably did well in the Wonderlick as well. I'm gonna. I think he. Anyone, I'm just, let's just anyone assume has he did. News yeah, let's just that. assume that he did. Um, but, I mean, he he's not a, he's not like a shit quarterback. He no. can play well. It just yeah that was that was like peaking for those weeks, and that's 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 the most you'll get out of him. You're not gonna get a season okay, of that, especially okay. at this. So, so his I'm, you're right though. His intended air yards per pass attempt were almost was almost ten. Uh, which is, you know, that's up up there among the league. You know, it's not not quite the not quite number one, but it's up there. Um, and you you know what? Like that was kind of the perfect storm for him, if that makes sense. Like being on a bad team like that and having no pressure and just being effectively allowed to ask to chuck. Does that does that make sense? God, he was number eight in QBR last year. Jesus That's the thing. You're, you're not playing with any pressure. It's you're like, not playing oh, with any pressure. If I, yeah. if, I, if I screw this up, the worst thing is we get a better draft pick. So is this? But is this year? Is this year more pressure? Like he's got to stay ahead of. Uh, he's. I mean, or maybe he's made enough money in the NFL that this he's like happy that, that this. That's is where I think he's at. Paid. He. I think um, he's not. He's not such a self-centered prig that. And I get that you know self-preservation and making your money is important, but he knows where the franchise is at, and he knows. 
that I mean, he saw that they drafted Tua. I'm assuming. He I'm knows pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I'm sure he's had talks with them. Yeah, he'd probably make a great addition to. Shoot, they brought staff. in Josh Rosen last year to compete with them, and he beat the crap out of Josh Rosen yeah. in the quarterback competition last year. Well, and yeah, Rosen just stinks, I guess. But you know, yeah, when you draft a guy that high, writings on the wall, and maybe maybe it does what it did to him last year and he just plays at a high level and beats out another young kid. I don't know. I, I, I'd have to get inside his head a little, but I, I'm sure the franchise has sat him down and talked to him. So this is where we're at. While we'd love you to play good, we will 100% bench you. Even if you're playing good, when we think it's time for him to start getting some snaps. Yeah, that's fair. But I, I guess there's a lot of games early in this season where he's going to be incentivized to Chuck again. Yeah. You know, um, I don't think that you bring in, I guess, I don't know. I don't really don't. I have, I have low to no expectations for the Chan Gailey uh, regime as the offensive coordinator here. I'm not sure why that was the direction they went in, but let's just assume that it is league average, I guess. Um, you're, I, I just I don't think you're asking Fitzpatrick to dink and dunk and, and game manage for you, right? I don't think you're asking no, him, let him to. Let him do whatever he wants. Right. Like, I go think out you're... there, sling it. Like, get, yeah, let's man. see what this – hey, you know what? We want to test this offensive line out. Let's take some 15-step drops back there, bud. <laughs> let, him, let him try to hold some blocks. I want to see what we got. We need, to, we need to get this offensive line tuned up. We need to see where the weaknesses is. We need to coach those guys up over the first six weeks, so we don't get the new the new you know you're you're the old beater that we're trading in. We don't want to get the new beamer dinged up. We need to get this offensive line figured out. So I I would definitely be letting him you know rip back there and take plenty of deep drops and go deep all you want. Let that offensive line figure stuff out over the first few weeks, so they're you know on the same page once we get. Uh, once we get there, should we and, be worried about do a time? Should we be wor- more worried about the Chan Gailey regime? I don't know how to feel about that guy. I'm not Chan Gailey agnostic. Did you know that this is his second stint as the Miami Dolphins offensive coordinator? It did, do you know what that <laughs> sounds about right? Like I had to, I was thinking about that. But like this feels like a deja vu. He was OC from 2000 to 2001. That's something. Spoiler alert, the Dolphins did not win the AFC East in either of those years. Um he has been everywhere, dude. Oh my lord. But you know where else? You know where he hasn't been? You know where he has been? Super Bowl? The NFL for the last four seasons. It's been four? Yeah. God, he was with Dallas, right? Yeah, he was the head coach in Dallas for a couple years. He was the um, head coach in Buffalo for a couple years. He was the OC in KC, in Miami, Georgia Tech, Pittsburgh. Uh, some of those good Pittsburgh Steelers teams back in the 90s he was involved with. Um yeah, it's uh, it's been a weird career for Chan, but he hasn't had he a job a Super Bowl. since 2016, which is really kind of strange. And I'm a little nervous about that now that I'm actually kind of processing this. Um, I guess 
I guess it's, you just kind of have to trust the fact that Fitzpatrick has some skills and he's got an awesome set of wide receivers. His and last that, three three jobs have been in in the division. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's that's true. Um, you know what's gonna you know what's gonna make me really really upset? Uh, having all of this kind of positive vibes for Miami, and then watching Fitzpatrick hand it off to Jordan Howard on first and ten um, in sixty percent of uh, in sixty percent of uh, for you know, uh, you know first and ten at, the, at their own twenty five <laughs> this season. Yeah, that's um, not going to be good. No. No, if he if he brings that to the table, and if if they're if they're uh, rushing uh, in in um, long distance to go situations regularly, um, I'm going to be out real quick on these guys. Uh, I don't have evidence to say that he will do this. For all I know, he's been reading Pro Football Focus for the last four years, and he knows exactly what uh, he wants his offense to look like that's going to be competitive in today's day and age. But um, I am uh, – I just threw a little cool water on my uh, on my Dolphins. Yeah, I, I think – you know, I've said this for both teams now. They're teams with so many new pieces, so many moving parts, so much question marks between them both. But if I had to pick one – for the Miami Dolphins, it probably will be Chan Gailey's play calling, mm-hmm. seeing how that goes. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. that, that. Like you kind of, you kind of killed it at the end there. You, like you brought the room down, but you brought, up, <laughs> but you brought. Up, I mean, but you brought up a good point. Like that's that's what we should be looking for. I think if he's going to be, you know, two thousand a two thousand twelve kind of offensive coordinator, we got yeah, a problem. We might have some issues. Yeah, yeah do you, they did. So yeah, and I like Flores. I still do like Flores. I did too. I, I'm trying to find. He's not playing. He will not call plays. So it is Chan Gailey calling plays. Yeah, Flores is a defensive guy. Like yeah, Chan Gailey. Like, there's no chance. Yeah, call, the, calling plays. Yeah. Nah, maybe he. I'm. I'm gonna have to look hard, a little bit harder at the uh, the rest of the hires and that offensive side of the ball because I don't get that. Um, yeah, don't love yeah, it. Flores, um, almost edit that out. Flores calling plays. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're at in the night right That's now. That's where we're at, man. All right, well, but we're almost done. So let's wrap cautiously, it up. Cautiously optimistic. Cautiously pessimistic for the Jets. Yeah, that's fair. I think. I'm but not I, but I, I do think that the, I do think the finish order. If you run this season a thousand times, I think Miami finishes ahead of the Jets more often. I agree with you on that. I definitely agree with you on that. They're both six, six and a half win teams, but I think that the the upside is way more real for Miami given uh, the talent overall in the roster. Agreed. Okay. All right. Well, let's put a put a pin in this one. Good job. We got one left, and uh, the season preview series comes to an end. Um, we will talk to you later, and best of luck in uh, in Yellowstone. Stay away from the – don't feed the bears. Please do not my feed wife, the bears. My wife made me buy bear mace. <laughs> so I have bear mace. Bear mace so is I, important. Yeah. I, I, I feel like this is not PC or something I should say because there's many animal lovers out there. I'm not saying I want to mace a bear, <laughs> but it would be quite the experience. <laughs> Like I'd feel like a hero. Like I mace that bear. Run, family. <laughs> so hopefully, yeah. I guess 
Oh, I would probably poop my pants. I, who am I kidding? I hope I don't see any bears outside of Bear Country, USA. Oh, nice. All right. Well, enjoy your trip, and uh, we'll uh, we'll touch base and put a bow on this.